Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Isaac Bruce scored the game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl 34. He's a Hall of Famer. Now his head coach from that team is heading into the Hall of Fame. And Isaac joins us now here on 101 ESPN via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with Michelle. This is Randy. Isaac, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, Randy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Michelle, how are you doing? All is well? Doing, doing well, Isaac. Thanks. I, I just heard that those highlights to introduce you in, and I was wondering, when's the last time that Isaac Bruce has done the bob and weave? <laughs> um... See the highlights on uh, television. I'll join in and uh, very briefly, but then I'll I'll stop. <laughs> hey yeah. Isaac, let's talk a little bit about the coach. He goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What was you played for a lot of different head coaches? What was different yeah. about Dick Vermeil? What set him apart to make him a Hall of Famer? Well, you have to remember, uh, you know, when Coach Vermeil was hired, uh, John Shaw and. Uh, uh, the guys, the powers that be at that time, who pulled him out of retirement. He has been absent from the game for about 14 years. And, uh, you know, when he first came in, you know, a lot of us, including myself, to be honest, thought the game had passed him, particularly with the way we prepared and practiced. Um, but I think, if anything, it was his M.O. His M.O. was, you know, being able to take a organization or a franchise that was on the verge of being broken uh, really rectifying it, uh, start to fortify it through the draft, uh, free agency, and just overall hard work. And, uh, you know, that really turned, you know, what we had, not only in St. Louis, but, you know, his tenure in Philadelphia, into uh, Super, Super Bowl participants. Isaac, we just spoke to Coach Vermeil. He joined us live on set here, and we were talking about how emotional he is and how he wasn't afraid to openly care about his players and, and show yeah. his emotions and his vulnerability. What was the first time that you realized that that was the type of energy and the type of coaching that you were going to get from your head coach? Oh, man. I think uh, I'd have to say the very first team meeting. Uh, prior to the team meeting, um, I had a, you know, one of, one of my best friends uh, went to dinner with he and Mike White. Uh, there was nothing there. Um, after that, you know, I had a couple more meetings with him. I spoke to him at a Pro Bowl. Uh, there was no emotion there. But that first team meeting, I was kind of thrown off a little bit. I, was, I think I was preempted. I was pre-warned by Robert Montgomery. But, um, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, it was kind of strange. You're in a, a room full of testosterone with men. Uh, that's supposed to be macho uh, 100% of the time. And here you have a leader uh, who's, who's not afraid to be emotional. And I think that really, uh, that, that, that really set us up as a team. Um, uh, that was the first time, but it definitely wasn't the last time. I mean, <laughs> it was just about every, every other team meeting, uh, we had tears flowing. 
And Isaac, I guess there couldn't have been more of a dichotomy between the tiers and then the way he practiced you guys in the first couple of years. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I mentioned that Coach Vermeil hadn't coached for uh, 14 years uh, before he got the job in St. Louis. And uh, it was evident with us. I mean, we were, we were coming, we were in a generation where, you know, practices were uh, brisk, they were uh, swift, they were efficient. And at the same time, um, we were probably off the field an hour and 45 minutes uh, after getting on the field. Um, I guess we were emulating uh, the Denver Broncos, the San Francisco 49ers at that time, because that was the way they practiced, and they were winning championships. So when Coach Vermeil came in, you know, that just wasn't his way. And, you know, you talk about griping, complaining, uh, about 98% of the time, um, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was constant between a lot of players, including myself. So, um, you know, it was just his way. And in the end, his way started, it, it worked for us. The guys, like I said, to the Super Bowls, it, it built the Super Bowl team. Another thing I don't think uh, Coach Vermeil gets credit for is uh, his staff building. Um, you know, when you just look at his staff, he had about four or five former head coaches in the National Football League, particularly the Frank Gances of the world and Coach Mike Martz. I, I believe that when Mike, Coach Mike Martz came in, um, he he kind of had him to to curve the practice time that we had on the field, and uh, I think that was one of the things that really changed his mindset as far as the way we prepared uh, practice wise, and um, that was big. It was big for us. I mean, I think that changed our mindset as a whole, and with the addition of the the free agency free agents that we brought in that year, Marshall Fall uh, drafted Tory Holt, Tory Holt, Adam Timmerman. Just bringing those guys in, man, it made it uh, made us more productive on the football field. Isaac, as you were just talking there, I was thinking about Coach Vermeil and how he was able to have so much confidence in himself and place his ego to the side to hire really qualified people on his staff and just let them do their jobs. I think about you and all the Hall of Fame talent and all the star power that was on that team, yet one component was never bigger than the other. And I think in professional sports, it's, it's important to have some sort of a healthy ego, but that can always take over. And when you have so many talented people on one team, it's kind of amazing that there wasn't too much ego for that room. How was Coach Vermeil able to make sure that everybody stayed on the same plane? Well, I think he set the standard by that. I mean, we, we talk about his staff building, uh, the guys that had been uh, head coaches in the National Football League prior to coming to St. Louis uh, were actually on his staff. And, uh, you know, we, we know that great leaders, uh, first and foremost, are great followers. And to be able to be Coach Vermeil in a position that he was in um, you know, he attended our events, uh, our charity events. He was always there. He encouraged us, and he was all about, he was all about winning. It had been a very long time since he had been in a position uh, to take a team to an NFC Championship game, and he got when he got in that position, he relished it and gave a lot of credit to the people around him. Isaac, what happened on those evenings when he would invite a position group over to his house for dinner? <laughs> what were what, what was the what were those like? Well, uh, truth be. Truth be known, man, I, I never went because, uh, okay. you know, that was still in the in the era when, you know, we were practicing for three and a half hours in the in the burning sun of St. Louis. And I think I had, had seen enough of Coach Vermeil, uh, you know, doing practice. So I didn't want to attend any of those. Any of those. But truth be told, I broke, I've broken bread with him numerous occasions. And uh, he's a true delight. Um, you know, you know, he's a connoisseur of wine. 
uh, and uh, a lot of other things. But, you know, Coach Vermeer was the very first uh, special teams coach in the National Football League, first coach to wear that title. And uh, that says a lot, you know. So he knows good, really good special teams play. And uh, that's one of his, his, his babies just to see the special teams perform. So if he, if he was an offensive or a defensive coach, I think more, more than anything, he was a special teams guy. Two-step redirect, Isaac. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Six-inch <laughs> rising blow. <laughs> we we saw a lot of that. Yeah. Hey, uh, two more things. Number one, he is the sixth person that you were mm. associated with with the Rams to go into the Hall of Fame. Obviously yourself, but Marshall, yeah. Orlando, Kurt, Aeneas. When you think back to your first couple of years with the Rams and then right. look at what it became, it really was an amazing four or five years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes I compare it to, you know, the renovation of a home that's been sitting for a while. Because when I first got to Los Angeles with the Rams and before we moved to St. Louis, um, it, it was just things that the Rams were known for doing that didn't, you know, really push towards winning. Um, you know, as far as drafting players, developing players, and allowing them to leave via free agency, and then they go other places and flourish. Um I think uh, you know when once that that part of it stopped, and we started to give players second contracts. Um, I think the players that we drafted started to trust uh, what was happening upstairs, and that everything that we do was all about uh, this team winning and being in a, a position to win. And uh, that changed for us, uh, you know, with the Charlie Armies, with the Dick Vermeils, and uh, Mike Marks coming in and. Uh, Jay, Jay Zygmunt, he was a big part of that as well. And uh, we were able to keep that, that talent home where they needed to be and allow us to benefit from what they could do on the, on the court, on the, on the field. Isaac, it's so great to see so many of your teammates and the leaders that they've become. Dick Vermeil was talking about how he's so proud of watching so many players that he's coached and people that he's mentored go on to be great leaders themselves. And you are a leader in football. You're a leader now in the community. You're a, a great example of greatness and service in so many ways. Is there something that Dick Vermeil taught you that you still apply to your life today? Oh, you know what? I'd have to say uh, the ability to show up. I mean, you look at Coach Vermeil right now, he's, what, 83, 84? And uh, he's a guy that's still, you know, working, uh, you know, in the community, uh, his wine company. Uh, he still trains, which is amazing to me, and just his ability to show up. So um, if that's the one thing I could take from Coach Vermeil, it, it would be that. And uh, he did a tremendous job of just leading uh, the group of men that we were all a part of. You are going to honor DV on August 26th at the Four Seasons, yeah. the Isaac Bruce Foundation Gridiron Gala, and it'll be great to have you two gold jackets there at the Four Seasons Hotel. People can get information at isaacbruce.org, but that'll be fun to have you guys telling stories that night. It'll be really fun. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity for St. Louis uh, to really say thank you to one of its own and Coach Vermeil. I mean, uh, before he arrived, I don't think, you know, St. Louis football had ever had a playoff game in the city. And, uh, you know, we all see that, that huge game that we played versus the Vikings and uh, how we almost blew the roof off the place. And uh, he was a big part of that. So they can come out and, you know, just really enjoy Coach Vermeil, say thank you, uh, bring your flowers, uh, bring your tears, bring your handkerchiefs because, you know, he can go on and on and we're going to allow him to do that. 
and you can get information at isaacbruce.org. Last thing before we let you go, and we know you're busy today because you've got a lot going on, and from what I understand, you really have embraced our in, and are enjoying being a part of the Hall of Fame. How cool is it for you now that you're a year removed from being inducted, and now you get to do the things with all the other Hall of Famers? Oh, it's pretty sweet, man. You know, I get to see uh, a lot of my football heroes, uh, Dan Marino, uh, once again, and just hear him and just to be around him, Jackie Slater. Uh, he's the first guy I always seek out. And then, you know, when I can pull him and Orlando Pace together, I can hear uh, some truths and some lies about playing the position that's called left tackle. So uh, that's always fun. Isaac, you're always so gracious with us. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend, and I'm sure that we'll see you around. All right, Michelle. All right, Randy. Thank you. Take care. See you later. That is the great Isaac Bruce, the Hall of Famer, joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.